Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 120 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined, as always, by my mainest man, Willie Sailor. Willie Sailor, what's going on, my man? How are things? Things are good. I'm offended by the way you say my name, though. Oh. You put put a little respect on my name. I need to put a little respect on your name? I, well, I Birdman, I Birdman. Respect is the is the word of the day. That's what people in the streets are talking Ooh, about. They right want now. their respect. Goodness gracious, Willie! It's been been a weird week in the respect well, area. Monday, people came out of the woodwork. Yeah, yeah. Well, talking about some talking so, about crazy stuff. Yeah, Mike DeSabato. Oh no! Come talking on. junk. We can't say his. Never say his name again on this show. I know. Ratings I know. are ratings just plummeted. We were at an no. all-time high, and you dropped that name, and everyone just deleted their internet. No, I don't think that happened. But um, then you also have the situation with you, right? You get you need to put the respect on their name. The Rod Wynn, the Rod Wynn came out with a whole video about you, bud. I I hadn't watched it, but you played it this morning. I I, I don't know where, how much we get into this. Where do we start? Um. <laughs> It's a, it's an area I have obviously a lot of opinions about, and I I don't I, I find myself pretty confused. I, I think more than anything. But well, first, but first I think we got to set it up. Okay, yeah. So um, a couple weeks ago, well, a while back, when when Frank Molinero lost and didn't make the finals at the final Qualifier. qualifying spot, and at that time, for all intents and purposes, it looked like we would not qualify 65 kilograms. Certain wrestlers came out and said that we need to reevaluate the way we pick our team, the, the way we choose our team. And Christian and I were like, no, we don't. The, the system yeah. is fine. The system's pretty darn good. And Which, you know, is, which is a, a reasonable... Disagree. I mean, they can feel yeah, that yeah, way. Yeah. There's, right? no, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Nothing wrong with, nothing wrong with disagreeing, but we came up with salient points that were like, well, you know, this, this isn't is the how, way it should be. This isn't and, how Russia... Their uh, point was, this is how Russia does it, and our point was, well, no, it isn't. Right. And so they said, well, Russia does it, and they have great success. Well, there's a lot of things wrong with that statement. Number one, we're, we're not Russia. We don't have the studs Russia has. We don't have the depth Russia has. But anyway... Um, 
more to the point was that, no, that's really not how Russia does it. Um, you're wrong about that. And the response was basically like, when they, when they run out of certain points to make relevant points, then you and I are disrespectful. Right. Like, that's, that's, it's the same song and dance, right? It's the same song. We'll make a point. They'll make a point. We'll make a point. They run out of points. We're disrespectful and talking down to wrestlers. We're not talking down to wrestlers. Not talking. Not ta I don't think they're saying we're talking down. I don't think we're talking up. We're not revering them properly. Well, That's how for, I perceive verbatim, it. Verbatim, they said they were talking down to them. Okay, yeah, we were talking down. Yeah, they did say that. So maybe that is what... I, I don't think it's... I don't think I was ever at any point talking down. I think the people that are talking down, um, you know... the. If if you're getting into name calling, calling people idiots, calling people people Twitter brave, saying that their their opinions matter more, um, or they know more, I think that's where we're getting into disrespect. But there's no complaints on my end. I don't I don't say wow they're being so disrespectful to me. Um, well, I, I thought it was <clears throat> maybe you didn't, and and so you got into it, and I'm just. Initially, you got into it with them, and by into it, I mean there's a back and forth there, and they're basically pointing fingers at you. And I'm like, ah, eh, Christian's a big boy. He can take care of himself. And, you know, he doesn't need me to come to bat, bat for him or come to the rescue or jump in or whatever. And I let it go. You know, you're having a, a dialogue with them on Twitter. But then I, I did jump in, and I did feel disrespected and dismissed when when they – said flat out, we know more than you, we're wrestlers, and you're just mere journalists. Uh, no, I'm not going to be completely, you're not going to be completely dismissive of journalists, and in the same, and in the same breath, any fan of wrestling, you're not, you're not more knowledgeable because you're, a, you're an athlete than every other human being that's out there. Yeah. On, and, on and, various topics, you know, it's not like to we're... Be honest, to be honest... The, the, the whole thing about how to choose our team is not a wrestling question, guys. It's not a wrestling question. It's a question of logic. Uh, we're not telling you how to get a, into a gut wrench. We're not telling you how to get into your lace. It's not a wrestling question. You can't say, well, your opinion's null and void because you don't practice every day. That, that makes zero sense. Yeah, it, it doesn't make – that point I, is lost on me a little bit. I, I, don't, I don't really understand it. Um, so I, I don't – you know, wh where do we go with this? You know, uh, we, we have long, it's, it's been kind of a unsaid thing among us that <laughs> some athletes are very, very sensitive, period. And, yeah. and they <laughs> are not used to people not holding them in, in reverence. I don't, I don't know what it is. And it's not that... And here's the, the ironic thing of all this. We, we know this. We've known this for a while. We've talked about this a lot of times because we've seen how the, the things that athletes say and how they can get bent out of shape over something that's innocuous. So when Willie and I are maybe interacting with just regular people like us, we'll maybe be a little more curt. When we get into it with an athlete, <laughs> we actually... I think we towed it down and yeah. still they're, they're complaining about being disrespected and, and being talked down to. No, you, you just are, it, you're too sensitive and I can't protect that and I can't help you with that. And 
No one is saying you're a bad wrestler. And no one, at no point have I said, I know more than you about wrestling. All I'm saying is, I feel this way, you feel this way, and because of that, those things don't line up. It's it's disrespectful. Yet, saying you're going to slap someone, though those tweets got deleted, they're gone now. Um, though you're saying someone's Twitter brave, though you're, you're out here name-calling, but it's my tone that needs to be in check. No, my tone's fine. You guys just got to learn to handle it. And remember, not all athletes. Some. Yeah. Uh, both of us got threatened to be slapped this weekend. So that's, that's fun. Who threatened to slap you? Ben. Oh, yeah. Ben's our buddy, though. I don't think he's... Like that's, that. that's the point, right? Like, uh, so... I, like we're we're talking about this. Me, we're we're on a a, a chain of uh, text messages, and we're talking about this Russian system. And I'm like, what the heck's your point? You have no point. You don't even know what system you would want to um, replace this system. And and this new Russian article has no point, has no relevance. Um, and Ben Ben is basically like, your tone's wrong. You gotta you know watch the way you talk to people. Like, Ben, we're in a text message situation here. We're all buddies, right? I mean, no disrespect by dropping an F-bomb. I mean, aren't we buddies? I mean, I, I just feel like you got to be super sensitive. I, I'm, I'd rather just not talk to people because they're going to get offended at, at every turn. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a, it was one of the biggest surprises because these are physically the toughest people that exist. Yeah. They're, they're literally can endure more pain and suffering and the in the physical realm than, than you could imagine. And because we weren't on world teams or on the ladder or ever elite, we, we don't we lose our talking privileges on Twitter. Like it's I, my my thing is Willie, what if I was what if I just what if I didn't work for Flow Wrestling? I was just a guy that loved wrestling and had opinions. Like I can't I can't enter this conversation. Like I think it actually that's my point. And if you look at the if you look at the track record of all this dialogue, if you look at the track record of all this dialogue, we we are only disrespectful and we are only out of pocket when they run out of points to make. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's the same song over and over again. They make a point, we we refute it. They make another point, we refute it. It becomes clear what side of the story is right and accurate and then you need to you need to talk to us with respect you're being disrespectful no we're not even being disrespectful we have a different opinion of you yeah yeah than, than, than you different than opinion you. than and i like rack my brain because truly i'm not twitter beef guy i that's i kind of regret that i indulged a lot of this but i felt like i represented myself well, I didn't think I, I was I was being disrespectful. So when everyone's talking about my tone, my tone, I'm like, all right, let me go back and look at this. And I'm like, no, I'm fine here. They're they're the ones the issues. They're the ones saying they know more. Hashtag it's Mr. Ray. Like, wait, but I'm disrespectful because I feel differently. Sorry, Zach. That's that's not that's not how I operate. Yeah, and, I don't and know. it's not I, a, I'm, it's I'm, not I'm, a matter I'm, of being a Twitter tough guy. And this is a conversation I would welcome. Face to face with any of these guys, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Twitter beef kind of guy. I like, I get bored, and I'm like, hey, let's, let's talk, let's chat. It's entertaining, right? Uh, but I gotta turn a new leaf. It's, it's, it because it's getting blunt. It's getting ridiculous. But you can't do it with athletes. 
that's the lesson, right? I mean, yeah. maybe some you can talk with them, but I mean, it's it's a couple years now where I've noticed. And Duran, you you could go back and look, man. Like this is a dude that's been following me on Twitter for years, and I don't know if I've ever began an interaction with him. He's come at me countless times. Like he just comes and comes and comes. He's always got had an issue with my existence and my opinions. And so seeing this happen again is not terribly surprising, but I'm not seeking this kind of stuff out. I'm, I'm engaging. I'm interacting. We're talking about something and then it, wait, you're offended. We're, we're mad about this. What are we mad about? Like everyone else can have a discussion about this, but because it's an elite athlete and you guys were really, really good. We don't get, we don't get opinions or your opinions. We should be like, Oh yeah, he was on the world team. So I get in trouble sometimes. Interacting with fans and stuff, like yeah, you do. Uh, it's just, and it always, like I said, it always comes down to the same thing. When they, I mean, I, <laughs> I had a guy, you know, basically, uh, oh, I'll see you somewhere. But basically, threatening to beat me up, I guess, over a high school ranking, and uh, you know, it just doesn't end well. Like, just I'm just not going to interact anymore. It's because rid- it's ridiculous. Yeah. It might have to come to that. So let's talk about wrestling. So yeah, let's do it. One, just one, put a bow on it. Athletes, we love you. You're awesome. We respect everything that you do. But because I wasn't a national champion, uh, doesn't mean I don't get an opinion. And that doesn't matter if that. It's not because I work for Flow Wrestling either. You know, we get opi- People, fans get opinions. People get opinions. So don't and be I, surprised when this, they happen. I'll say this too. Uh, you want to be treated like big boy sports. Please, please. Do you know the stuff they say about these athletes on uh, football players right. and basketball players? Oh, you don't know how good you got it. You, guys, you don't know you, the stuff. to commentary on NFL or NBA where they tell, where they call it like they see it. If a if a if a basketball player isn't playing good, they say it. If a football player isn't doing good off the field, they tell you how to. You know, this guy needs to get his act together. We don't ever touch that stuff ever. You know, we don't ever say, well, he ain't what he used to be. Well, he is slipping. Well, he, you know, I mean, come on. You, you, if wrestling wants to be treated like a big boy sport, I mean, you guys can't even, you guys can't even accept the opinion right. of something. A, on a, a on different a topic, opinion. A topic that's not even personal. Yeah. I mean, and, and to go beyond, I mean, to say, I don't know, Stuart Scott or Chris Berman or or um, any any non-athlete to say their opinions are invalid. I mean that's just sour grapes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, um, into wrestling stuff, and we had an awesome, awesome few days with beat the streets and world team trial or junior world team trials, cadet women world world team trials. But um, one little nugget: our last show. Before we get into that, our last show, we discussed Imar moving up to 65, and immediately after the show, Imar must have listened to it or something, but he um, tweeted that, yes, indeed, he would move up. How many straight shows have we said that something's going to happen, and then it happens within a week? Like, we should be writing this down. How are you not wrestling? I ain't not listening to this. We're, we're just dropping the news before it happens repeatedly. Imar going up. And it, it begs a lot of questions. Big 10, 165, really tough. Does anyone else move up? Does Bo Jordan? Um, 
you know, a lot of people think he's moving up. I'm not sure that he is. I'm not sure that he is, guys. I'm not sure he's going up. Isaac Jordan's still going to be there. Daniel Lewis is maybe um, a title contender next year. I think that's a guy that's going to win a title at some point. Mm-hmm. And now Imar comes up. It really kind of paves the way for Jason Nolf to, um, to take the title at 57. Right. Uh, he's dominated everybody else other than Joe. Other than, well, yeah. Um, but even Joe, he I think he majored at NCAAs. Joseph, so Joe Smith. if Bo doesn't go up, you know, there's a cluster there too, especially with the young talent that I think are all light enough for 74 and don't aren't too inclined to go to 84 this year because Gabe Dean's still in the mix. Um, so you might have this cluster at 74 with Miles and Bo and Zahid and uh, everybody else that's back. But um, I, th- I think I just looking at that, Bo, Miles, Zahid, or Imar, Zeke, and Daniel Lewis, I'll go up if I'm more comfortable there. Would you agree with that? Um, if you're who, though? Bo? Uh, yeah, if you're Bo Jordan. Um. I, I don't really know. I, I've always been in the opinion, of the opinion that Bo Jordan was huge. I thought he was huge in high school. I'm like, how does he make that weight? 65, I didn't expect him to hold for two, three years. Um, that being said, I must be wrong. My eyeballs must deceive me when I look at Bo Jordan and think he's huge because he continues to wrestle at a lighter weight than I would anticipate. Yeah. Um, so while I think, man, he's a candidate to move up, maybe he has hollow bones or something. I don't know. He doesn't weigh what I think he looks like he weighs. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to throw out the hollow bones theory. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> 65 going to be a great weight um, next year, at least at the top. Super, super tough. Super tough weight. And um, excited. I kind of am a little disappointed. I would have loved to have seen the imar Nolf rivalry go three years. I mean, how, how amazing would that have been? Those matches were so good. I mean, the, the first one was, like, kind of eye-opening. And then the Big Ten and NCAA Finals were both – High drama, high level wrestling, and just two, two of the the guttiest, grittiest, biggest heart competitors you'll find at at the same way for three years. You really don't get those kind of rivalries year after year after year where you could have a little back and forth among the best guys. But you could have had it there. But Imar, he's headed up, and I don't think it's a, a vading golf at all. So get that, no, I, get that thought out of your mind. If you no, Christian. Let me ask you this, and this is way too early, but I'm sure that you have watched the Bo Imar matches from Iron Man, and right. it, it, you know, does it hold any water three or four years later? Um, right. Does it? Does it mean anything? I don't think so because Imar has since become a completely different wrestler, mm-hmm. and is is far more dynamic than than he was then as good as as Isaiah Martinez was then he's a a completely new guy now has Bo Jordan improved absolutely but I think his game is is similar similar now but Willie you referenced those Bo controlled every aspect of those Mm -hmm. matches they were they were not they were not really competitive he was in such good position I mean Imar threatens everybody and always has Imar has always had people on their heels. Imar has always put people in positions and made them uncomfortable. Against in those two matches against Bo, he never came close to threatening. No. So I, I'm not gonna 
throw a, a ton of weight into it. Now, if they wrestle first and it looks exactly like it did in Iron Man in 2012, okay, then maybe there's 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 a real matchup issue there. But uh, these kids are both so different at this point. I, I can't let it factor in. I don't. I do unless Bo can just really ride him, which Isaiah is so difficult to ride. Yeah, I don't. I don't see it. I. I, I see a one-point match. I see a close match. I don't see Bo pulling away. I certainly don't think Imar will pull away either. But I would probably favor Imar. I don't know if you would agree with that. I uh, I have no idea what it's going to look like. I can't pretend to know. Um, I thought I thought back then in 2012 that uh, I, Imar would win um, the second go-round. Are we putting enough respect on Isaac Jordan's name? Because he's he beats Bo Jordan every time. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. he's the number one, or well, he'll be the number two guy when I'm. Well, I, I, I mean, I I'm not, I'm not leaving Ike out of the equation. What I'm, it's there's history between yeah, Bo and for sure and, and Imar for sure. Yeah, I, uh, it's gonna be an awesome wait. I can't wait. And all an right, interesting nugget just for fifty-seven. Without Isaiah Martinez, Jason Nolf was. Far and away the most dominant wrestler in NCAAs last year. Just keep mm-hmm. that keep that in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. Had like one one or two wins that were by decision. So, I don't know who's the most dominant. Who's the most dominant in wrestling right now? I mean, if you take Imar out of there, out of fifty seven, most dominant you have to go with Zayn Nolf and maybe Dean or something like that. Ah, uh, probably not. I mean Snyder, but who knows if he wrestles a full season? Yeah, he's good. He he re- he scores a full season's worth of points in the nine matches he wrestles. I know, but would they consider? Would would they hot? I guess they they considered him this year. Yeah, right? I know they did. But I, there's no next year. There's no Gwiz to beat. Right. I I think okay. So just twenty five. There's not likely to be. You know, maybe Thomas L. and Gilman will probably beat each other up. 33, I don't think there's going to be a, a major guy. 41, Dean Hiles the best, but he's not especially dominant. 49, Zane was the most dominant last year. Probably will be one or two the next year. 57, Jason Nolf was, if you take out his losses, the most dominant in terms of bonus point percentage. 65, Bo and, and Zeke weren't really there. Daniel Lewis, good on top, but not really there. Imar... High bonus, 74, but... 74, Bo put up a lot of bonus, right? But he had two losses. Put up a lot of bonus, yeah, but he lost some matches. 84, Dean's there. He beats a lot of guys by six. Just, yeah. like, utter beatings, but not not a big bonus guy. 97, Jaden some, and heavyweight, Kyle, you know, extremely dominant. Extremely. So those that's probably the short list there for... We're talking Hodge here in May, Willie. Let's get to beat the yeah. streets, man. Let's get to wrestling stuff. Yeah. Um, beat the streets was awesome. Christian, that's your Catalina wine mixer. You love it. You love it. It's, uh, yep. Yep. How did it stack up this year for you? The experience? It was great on par with, with last year. You know, I, I was thoroughly entertained. I thought the Jaden match was eye opening and incredible and insightful and says a lot about what he could be come Rio. I, I do. I firmly believe he's going to medal. I don't think that there's two people in the world that could beat him. Um, maybe, th- maybe there are. Maybe there's two. Maybe Karimi and Sajulai. But I, I think 
unless the draw comes terrible, where he has like a Karimi and then Karimi has Sajalayev all on his side, mm-hmm. I think I think he's gonna medal. I think he's I think he's that good. And he's only it's May now. He has till August, where he's yeah, gonna he, have everybody's I mean, undivided we it, attention. We said it before, and we'll continue to say it. With with the time that Jaden has, we have seen him to improve, and with the time he has, he will continue to improve. And think about what it's and, and, and improve in the freestyle sense, right? And this his like month run, NCAA's wins, couple weeks goes to trials, wins, then has to go to Mongolia, wins, then beat the streets like two weeks later, wins, and he's gonna go to World Cup in a couple weeks. Like it's just been nonstop. He talked to I, I did an interview with him, and he he mentioned that just it's been kind of a whirlwind. Always, always listen to Jane Cox interviews. He's very insightful. Has a lot of interesting things to say. That was a great. The the best match of the day was McKee's win over Yabani. So so, Jaden won in fine fashion over the number ten guy. Burroughs crushed. Um, The ladies smashed. Yes. Bisic lost a three zero match to a to an Olympic gold. Um, But you know what struck me as I, I didn't think about it much. I don't know why. Uh, I didn't think about it much until I'm actually watching Beat the Streets, and I go, you know what? They made this Beat the Streets card. Half the card is junior wrestlers. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I don't... I, I think... Flo should pat themselves on the back for a second because Flo has made these guys stars. Everybody knows who these juniors are to the extent that Beat the Streets can have a whole card or a half a card of juniors and it still be extremely compelling and extremely um, successful. Yeah. I mean... I mean, you know, people know who... people, People know... Because Flo has done things like who's number one and because um, we covered junior and cadet worlds and because they've become such a great thing and we pump up Akron. Fargo. I mean, yeah. Fargo, Mark Hall, Mitch McKee, Dayton Fix, Zahid Valencia. These guys are household names before they wrestle a college match. Yeah, it's it's undeniable that they're – I mean, Mark Hall is probably one of the most popular wrestlers in the country. I mean, he's probably in the top six or seven just – He's. That's not saying he's the top six or seven best. He's, he's just extremely popular. We see the numbers. It's undeniable. Um, we know what what you guys like. We get to see every day what you guys like. You guys really really like Mark Hall and Dayton Fix, and you and you think you've watched Mitchell McKee and Zahid Valencia wrestle at Fargo and wrestle at Who's Number One and wrestle at, at Akron. And <laughs> you, you love me, those guys. To, to me, it's a great thing when when fans turn out in droves when. When fans, because we see how many people are watching, when there is a great response to a card that's half juniors, it's very encouraging because it means that the popularity is growing. It's trickling down to younger and young. You guys are tuning in for high schoolers, and that's that's a great and that's an encouraging thing for our sport. Yeah, I mean at Dallas, everyone's coming up to Mark and Dayton. And, and Spencer and these guys asking for selfies, asking for time. I mean, grown men. Like, can mm-hmm. I get a picture? Like, That's it, awesome. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, I'll never forget 
at who's number one when Dayton Fix won, and people, I mean, there was 40 kids coming up for an autograph to a kid that's a high school sophomore. Right. And I'm like, this is cool, you know, because kid's a high school sophomore. He's already a star. Right, right. And then nothing can, <laughs> the mobs that, that follow Jordan Burroughs. Oh, yeah, tell can, the folks about that. Oh, my gosh. Like, he can't, he can't move. Like, he's just so, he and he's really, really, really good. And interacting with the fans, and but man, you want to talk but, about? But, but, tell tell the people about it. Jordan gets off the mat. He walks, you know, he's walking through New York City with a T-shirt, a singlet still on, wrestling shoes. He has beacon on his shoulders, and he's getting mobbed, right? Oh yeah, G- gets completely mobbed, completely mobbed. But he take I was Bader could probably tell that story better. Than, I wasn't around. I was. Oh, that was Bader that was telling trying me. to get those matches to the people. So you, yeah. you probably heard it. I heard a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so of it. Bader, you know, Bader told me that's what happened. You know, he, he gets off the mat. He, win, he wins his match. He throws a T-shirt on, starts walking down the street with just a mob of people. Yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> it, it's awesome to see his stardom. I wonder, I wonder deep down in, in the recesses of, of his soul. If if it gets to him ever, if it's ever like, well, right, give me a sec. You said Bader said this too. Jordan is extremely good about it. Oh, he gave. I was listening to Malicious Intent, and um, a kid like was like decked out in JB stuff at at Pan Am's. And I'm sorry mm-hmm. if you listen to Malicious Intent already. This is redundant, but I think it's a story worth telling. He's at Pan Am's and a kid's like decked out in Nebraska and JB stuff, and he wants like a autograph he's like can i get an autograph and bros is like no but then he takes he takes off his shoes that he just got off the mat and gives he's like here he gives the kid that's the awesome. shoes he just wrestled with. and i saw him do that at the olympic trials too so it's it's um it's cool to have the biggest star he probably has a, he probably has a couple pair of shoes <laughs> I, I don't think that was his last pair no no i think i think he'll get i think a6 will hook him up with another um, so yeah, beat the streets was great. Um, I, I don't know where to where to go other than don't put too much stock. Don't say okay. I mean here and here I am. I'm saying yeah, Jaden's gonna medal. But I, I think I'm taking in a lot more than that. But just you just take appreciate the event for what it is. You know, it's it's, it's yeah. incredible. The the international unity having Iranians here. It, it's just a really it's a feel good event. Yeah, there was a there was a big Iranian crowd, right? Flags and Yeah, flags. We didn't get the the traditional do, 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 do. Iran. Yeah, we didn't get that one. But hey, not to not to like bring it up again. Uh-oh. But the the whole thing about picking the team and and maybe maybe when we pick the team, uh it should take into account uh you know, a body of work or international results. Jaden had no body of work. He had no international results. He's never been out of the country, and he just beat the number 10 guy, and he hasn't freaking lost. I mean, uh... And no one has any issue with that one. Nobody has any issue with that one. With Jaden, the least experienced um, guy on our team. No one has an issue. Nor should they. There's a reason they don't. Um, right. Yeah, I know it. All right, so the, the junior trials, moving from New York to Dallas, Texas, the junior trials... Um, let's break it down. Spencer Lee. Um, we got to address something. We got, okay. Uh, let's go. I know we, what you're going to say. Willie on the broadcast almost made me say things, but now I'm going to say things. Say w- things. Willie said, and listen, Spencer Lee, the best high school 
wrestler in America. One of the best recruits I've ever seen. One of the best age. He's going to go down as the best in a couple of years. He'll be the best age level wrestler of all time. He's going to win several junior world titles. He's probably going to make world and Olympic teams. Okay. I That is definitely in his future. He's, he's going to win like three or four junior world titles. Right. Right. He's and a cadet one to boot. And a cadet to boot. But Willie Saylor said that Spencer Lee is the best parterre wrestler in the world. He might be. Willie, stop. You can't say that. You can't. What? Because he isn't. Because he isn't. And you have to factor in. You can't watch him lace up Moshe Schwartz and say, this is the best top wrestler in the world. When Sajalayev is out here gutting... Salas Perez and the best guys in the in the world at the world level, grown men at 86 kilos. When right. when Taha Akul me, is tech lacing his way through senior worlds, yep, you cannot yep, yep. say that Spencer Lee is okay. the best top wrestler in the world. Okay, okay. Apologize. Uh, no, I'm not apologizing. Apologize because for two reasons. Oh Number one, Spencer turns absolutely everyone. Every one he. Wrestled. Did he turn Dayton Fix? Yes. Mm-hmm. Watch. I, I did watch it. He had a turn in there. Now one turn in two matches. I think there was one turn. So maybe not, I, I don't know. So he doesn't. Say, so okay. okay. So Let's in in he, his own country, he doesn't turn everyone. But keep going. Even if he didn't turn Dayton. Right. Let's let's say let's, even let's, if he can't turn a junior level wrestler, he's the best in the world. Okay. Keep um, going. Keep going. Let's be clear. He it was wrestling at fifty five, um, four, fifty four, and a year later he's still wrestling fifty. So yeah, he wrestled up a weight. Everyone knows Spencer Lee's not a fifty four guy. Okay, got it. Let's just say, let's just say that Spencer Lee uh, didn't turn Dayton. I, I don't run. I'll have to go back and watch. I thought there was one turn in there, but let's say he didn't. And let's say, let's. But he turns every other human being that he wrestles. Okay, um, and you can say that. Well, that is juniors, and that is fifty kilograms. You can diminish his competition if you want. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, when he goes out on the mat, same weight, same age level, he turns everyone. Now, you want to say that Sedulayev is turning everybody and turning better competition. You want to say Agul is turning everyone and turning better competition. That's fine. Okay, so. Maybe Dayton, maybe Spencer is it number one? Maybe he's number three. Maybe he's number five. Maybe he's number ten. The point is, he's one of the best top wrestlers in the world, Christian. And if you don't think so, you're out of your freaking mind. Willie, you said he's the best top wrestler in the world. Maybe he's third. Maybe he's third. He's the best top wrestler in the world. How about if he's one of the best top wrestlers in the world? All right, does that satisfy you? Well, there's a big difference. I mean, for his age group, I mean... There's a reason these things are broken down to age group, right? Semantics. I mean, we were really talking about words. He's one of the best top wrestlers on planet Earth. Wow. Wow. It's not wow. It's 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 true. It's wow time. It's wow time, USA. So Spencer won. He couldn't. He couldn't. I'm pretty sure he didn't turn Dayton Fix in two matches. I think it was all takedowns for Spencer. Spencer's yeah. better on his feet than on top, in my opinion. I'm calling up Elias Sports Sports uh, Spurtsy Bertsy. Hey, Hi. all right. Talk, 
so we, we've we've uh, determined that Spencer Lee's good. He's on the team for the second straight year and probably will come back with gold from France uh, for his for the second straight year at Junior Worlds. But talk a little bit about 55. 55. That was awesome, right? Austin Gomez looks out of control good. And then Dayton Fix made me blink several times because he, he was outstanding. And, and he dominated Gomez, who really was pretty dominant to get to Dayton. Um, so Gomez was my takeaway. I think he's made some major strides. Dayton obviously has made some major strides as well. But I, I wasn't, you know, we always knew Gomez was super good, super talented. But um, I, I think he's developed athletically. I think he's grown a little bit. And I think he's going to do well for Iowa State when he gets there. And only a junior as well. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, um, did you say, you know what? I, I said in the preview that I would see that I could see a scenario where Gavin gets tripped up by it and acid or sure. Gomez. And that's kind of the way it went. Now, um, I'll be honest. I was calling or I was doing work at a different thing. How did the acid Teasdale match go? T uh, Gavin had a lead. It, it late, was, right? it was nip and tuck. It was nip and tuck. Five five was the final. I can't remember the the details of it, um, but Gavin was right there. But T uh, Acid, I felt controlled it really well. He he was able to um, control the upper body ties. I think you saw the real strength advantage there. I think you saw that you know Teasdale. The questions we had physically about him, like Teasdale's awesome. Is he gonna be big and strong enough? I felt like Acid. Revealed his strength a little bit in in that in that regard. So I can't uh, tell. I can't tell if there was any turns. Yeah, don't don't worry about by it. this by this box score. Yeah. Um. So that that was fifty five. And I just watched Lee fix one. No turns for Lee. Just a note. Whatever. Yeah, you're uh, like you're, you're being like the athletes when when the point doesn't go your way. Um, 60 well, kilograms. Disrespectful. <laughs> Seth but, Gross. Okay, we said on the broadcast, though, that Dayton's jump levels, right? Absolutely. He's Day better. Dayton's I mean, his, his leg his attacks, his leg attacks have really improved. I think so. And then, yeah, I think so, too. Um, and, and I think his leg defense has improved. Yeah, he's, he's going to be a tough cookie. At, uh, for Junior Worlds, no question about it. Seth Gross comes down oh. and wins the Challenge Tournament and then has an epic three-match oh, series with McKee. How great was that? That series was incredible. I'm pretty sure every match was very close. Aaron McKee might have whooped him up a little in the second one. I can't recall. But Gross won the first one. But, man, he's he's pretty darn tricky with some of the stuff he can do, you know? He, he is. I think... The, I, they're similar in a lot of ways, Gross and McKee. Yeah, yes, they are, and and they aren't. Like both can scramble, but Gross's counters are a little different mm -hmm. than his. But... I mean, the, the neat the neat thing about Gross is you take a shot, boom, he's belly gutting you. Like you don't even know what hits he, you. He just like and he does he just tips you. It's like he. Yeah. So he, I talked with him. And he said like you just use their momentum and boom, you can just get a quick two, and he quick twoed him to death. Mm -hmm. And um, now the, the the good thing about that is, 
you can do that a lot to a lot of people. The bad thing is about that, if you don't get your counters, do you have the offense to score on the international level? Well, you say that, and then I, I watched him. He had to get a takedown. He shot a single leg, took him down at the last second in match three to win it. So yep. he, he does. He wasn't so counter-reliant that I agree, Willie. Like, you don't want And I'm not just talking about. I'm, I'm not just talking about gross. I'm talking about anybody that wrestles that kind of style, including McKee. Right. Yeah, yeah, no question. No question. And McKee was the only guy of the Beat the Streets crew to, to not make the team. Um, but, man, he was right there. Right there. But you got to be – and also Seth Gross going down to 33 next mm -hmm. year, which will make for a very interesting Big 12 with Earl Hall back, Cade Brock coming in, and uh, probably some other guys I'm forgetting about. 33 going to be darn tough. Next year in the Big 12. Um, so that was 60. Alec Pantelio. Man, he's solid. Right? He's like a little rock. He's like, a fire hydrant. Yeah, but his attacks are so quick and smooth. His, I mean, you can't move him, right? He, uh, From a international perspective, freestyle perspective, you can't move him to the zone. You can't move him out of position. You can't – you know, Kalajic had – no openings on him, um, and his shots were explosive. I, I I don't know. I think I'm very comfortable, very happy with him as our rep at 66. Right, right. Yeah, I'm. I th I think he could do well. I think he could use a turn, obviously, but yeah, you know, join the club, right? Yeah. Uh so that's 66. I thought Kolodzik would. I don't know. He couldn't get to his legs. He didn't get on top. He didn't get one opportunity on top. Which is, as we saw, Kaladzic so dangerous with his gut wrenches. Couldn't get to those positions. Um, I mean, there were times that there were times that Kaladzic was really active and pushing and trying to fire off a lot of shots. He could not clear Pantelio's defense. He could not find an angle, um, and so he never got his opportunity on top. Yep. In addition to his strength, you know, he he's very quick. I mean, he's like. Quick to it, and, and, and Kalazic has like kind of a a slower, you know, approach on his leg attacks. So there you go. That's sixty six, seventy four. Oh my! This this weight was like a story in of itself. It really was. Because you had two Penn State insane comebacks. Massa was up five zero at the turn. Vincenzo oh. Joseph, Anthony Valencia was amazing. It was. It had like 19 breaks in it. For, that was the only thing. For injuries as as and reviews, previews, purviews. Purviews. Um, but otherwise, yeah, that's a bummer that there were so many breaks because if it was straight action, it was amazing when, you know, when they were actually wrestling. Um, what, was, what was the lead, Christian? Like something with 90 seconds to go? It, it was 13 to 4 with like a minute, minute and a half to go. And Vincenzo won. Yeah. 13-13. And then, you know, Nolf was down 5-0 to Massa. Yes. and He Massa, comes back. And he scored literally at the last second as well. They both scored as time expired, essentially, to win the match. What did you make of Nolf-Chenzo? What was your takeaways from that? It, it looked like, um, you know, I, I, that's kind of how I expected. I thought Nolf would just be a little better. I think he would. Figured he'd be able to get the legs and finish. Um, I was talking with Vincenzo afterwards. He said that's like one of the lowest scoring matches we've ever had. He said we had a practice match earlier that week. It was pretty low scoring. But normally they're 
they're all like over 10 points back and forth but mm-hmm. um you know guys slowing it down a little bit for the for the trials and there's obviously familiarity they wrestle together very frequently i mean the thing i took away from it <laughs> i mean i take away that vincenzo's really good i mean when you know i think we knew that he's really good but he wins over joe smith but when you're in the match with nolf i mean i don't know that's indicative to me that he's he's right there right yeah i and i i kind of felt that way after vegas like all right here he is he's gonna be for real and that's another guy in the mix you know uh, is he a wrong behind Imar Jordan, Jordan Lewis? Yeah, maybe. But I don't know. I Maybe he could pick off a match against one of those guys. Maybe not Imar, but I, I think Vincenzo will be there with a lot of those dudes. I And obviously Logan Massa as well. So there's six absolute monsters at 165 next year. What happened in the true third match? I don't know. Between Massa and... Massa and Joseph, so... We still got to get some of those matches up on the site, I, and I haven't been able to look at it because that's being wrestled during the finals, I think. And I looked over there, and they clunked heads or something, but they both looked like they had their bell rung. My, Logan might have been passed out or something. I don't know. Yeah, it was a little scary. It was a little scary. Um, I I am not sure exactly. What I, I looked up looked up the result right now, and it says Logan Massa fall in five fifty. Yeah, he pinned him, but he got hurt. He pinned him, but he was knocked out or something? Yeah, yeah. I don't know how it happened, but hopefully hopefully he's okay. I'm assuming he is. We'll look at that. We'll look at that file soon, yeah. Right? right? Yeah, I have it. I have it. And then Marky, Marky mm. wins. The first The first match was sort of dominant. Very. Um, I don't think – was it 10-0, right? And then um, Nolf scored in the second match. He came out with a four right away. Then Nolf had a two four. and two. Four piece nugget. Yeah. No. Oh, it was a two and two. Yeah, it was a two and two. Two and two, and then and Mark kind of pulled away from there, and and it really it puts things in perspective, right? Mm-hmm. And it makes you wonder: Are these are they going to let are they going to wrestle Mark right away at seventy four? And holy cow, if they do, I mean, uh, no, that won't happen. That won't happen. They won't move no. up Bo and okay. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know for sure. I don't know for sure either, but I don't see that happening. Uh, speaking of Bo, Bo smashed through the bracket, looked amazing. And then Zahid Oof. looked amazing with, with those sweep singles to the left, um, putting up points on Bo and really shutting down all Bo's offense too, right? Yeah, and that's the bigger takeaway. But, Bo, guys, you know... Bo will let you get to a leg, right? Like, it's sometimes part of the plan. He's really dangerous from there. But to see him really struggle to generate offense against Sahid, when, mm-hmm. when I think... And there were a couple really... I mean, you figure Bo scores against everybody. Yeah, like, you just put, pencil him in for five points a match, okay? And we'll see where he falls from there. But Zahid obviously was super aware in the upper body stuff against Bo, but... There was also a couple of key exchanges I felt where, and this is a part of what makes the heat dangerous is his escapability, and you get to a leg against him, and instead of the two, he's able to get make it a step out for one. Mm-hmm. When Bo really needed a two, when a two could have kind of changed the match, he didn't get it, and 
Seeing that, it was surprising, but... The one of them might have been a, a cautious one. Yeah, and they didn't call it. But but like we said on the broadcast, you take that. If you're a Zahid, you take the cautious one. Right. Oh, wow. I just watched the Massa Vincenzo thing. It's like a body lock. He steps behind, and Massa's head breaks. It's like hits first. And they call it touch fall on Vincenzo. Then Massa just kind of like falls off. Injured. It's kind of sc- scary moment. But yeah. I guess they're all okay. Um so, yeah, Bo, now the question is, as we view things through the NCAA lens now, what does, and I think we should get back to Zahid and his Beat the Streets match, what does this mean for folk style? And, and the thing you missed there is is Bo's amazing top game. Mm-hmm. So, um, and what do you, is Zahid's going to be 74, right? I think so. I think that he will. I don't know if they've made that decision officially. He's light, dude. He's light for eighty-four. That's yeah. He's not cutting any weight. They they're open about that. They don't try to deny that. So I I think he'll go seventy-four. I think that's I think that's the best weight for him. I mean, you see, I think it's the best weight for him too. Not not just because of personnel, but because that's where he belongs. Right. So I think that's what we'll see. Um, and you know, so yeah, back to the beat the street match. Zahid wrestles. Um, the, re- the returning junior world champion Galage and the first match was really t- nitty gritty, uh, very close. And then the second period, Galage just wears him down, and and Zahid is like, kind of, I mean, he's gassing. And I think a lot of people were like, man, is does Zahid have gas tank issues? Well, I don't think it's an indictment on Zahid's gas tank. I think. You go look at Galatia's matches. He wears everybody down. He did that to everyone. And it's not it's not pretty how he does it. I mean, he's even by Iranian standards, he's um, not super technical. I mean, he just gets he's to He's a hit, pusher. He's a pusher. He gets low, gets to his hooks, and he moves you all around. And if that's how you win, it's how, I mean, it doesn't matter how. It's not a, not a beauty contest, right? So he's, fa- he's honed his craft incredibly well. And I thought Zahid... I, this may sound dumb. I came away from that match. I'm like, Zahid can beat him. I really yeah, think that's what he I can. thought too. I thought I, he could too. I think he can beat him um, because you watch his matches and he doesn't do anything great, and so you come away. Yeah, Zahid could beat him, but but maybe we're out. maybe we're foolish to say that. I don't know. Um, ASU thinks you know Zahid could get in a lot better shape too. Yeah. So yeah. So 96. I'll tell you, there's kind of big developments for two schools there with Colin Colin Moore looked a freaking amazing. I thought. I thought he looked great. Thought he looked good. I thought he, he looked really solid. I, I said that hey this hey you got your solution at ninety seven. His um, attacks his attacks were awesome. Yeah. And when you factor in the personnel at one ninety seven, I think he's gonna do well. And and you mentioned two teams and the other team, of course Penn State Seeing Kassar go down with the shoulder coming out again, same shoulder. Man, it makes you nervous. It stinks to see that happen to a kid. And y- you wonder, part of you wonders, oh, no, he's just never, it's just never going to be a thing. But well, yeah, watching well, you, him. You destroy your shoulder, and then the first competition back, you go, <laughs> you, you separate it again. Right. Um, you know, that's that's scary. Very. 
Now, so, that being said, afterwards, Kassar was kind of in good spirits. He's smiling. Wasn't um, in a sling or anything. No, and the word that I got is um, four months. He's going to have surgery again, four months. Oh, hopefully, really? Yeah. Oh. Ho- hopefully it sticks this time. And um, before you say, well... You know that's it. Never it never sticks. It never works. There's been plenty of guys that had shoulder surgery, had problems with it, and then had s- surgery on the same shoulder, and it was 100 percent better. It was, uh, there's there's been lots of cases like that. One uh, is Zeke Moisey. Zeke. Uh, the Mitchell Minotti had it. Uh, there's been Angel yeah. Escobedo. Remember, he used to always wrestle in that big shoulder thing, and I think it it eventually got better. Or at least he doesn't wear that big thing that he wore in the. NCAA finals. I don't know the extent of Angel's injury. That was a long time ago, but I think he did have issues with it. And now he's been wrestling ten years since then, doing great. Yeah. So um, there is there is hope for Kasari. He could. But shoulder injuries are scary. Obviously, scary. You're, but he could be fine. Pin, you could be fine, but got to have a plan B there. And I don't know what what that would look like, but I'm sure they'll figure something out. They've got a bevy of of talent. Yeah, I'm sorry. I thought you were going to say something. I said, do you have a plan? Uh, no plans. No plans. No plans. Uh, Kale's, okay. Kale's got this. <laughs> uh, uh, 120, Jordan Wood comes back. He looked really good, especially, like, he picked his spots. When he went hard, he looked he looked really sharp. Um, and I think that's a shot in the arm for uh, the junior team with him there at 120. Yeah, a guy that's gone overseas, won a world medal. On the team, he's bigger. And, you know, that was a, a concern I talked about Thursday or whenever it was. Yeah, Wood. I think I think he'll win 120, but is he is he big enough? I think that's an area. He's bigger now. He's, he's they, bigger. They said he's around 250, whereas you know he was a 220 in season guy. Now he's bigger, and uh, I don't think he's gonna get pushed around. And anymore, you're not running into these monstrous 120s they're kind of going out of style a little bit you know mm-hmm. i think i think he'll be just fine and plus his speed his ability to get the legs is so speed, speed kills speed kills so that's that's our team um I, I, you know i we you thought know maybe we thought maybe pico was too cool for school for juniors but it turns out he's hurt he's hurt but he wasn't coming anyways yeah he was too cool anyways maybe he's too cool for school uh, maybe I don't know. And Stefan Mitic too was is the one for me. I can't figure out because no no one has. I mean, this kid loves freestyle. That, yeah, you, that's what I thought. That too. was like his thing. And now, you know, he maybe he's like, you know, I've won. I've done this. I think he just. I think he really just wants to focus on on folk style, which is. I know, but that's counterintuitive. Oh, that's counter not his MO. not not the not the message he sent last summer. Yeah. So uh, already transferred, so I don't know. Uh, do you know that Colin Moore has wrestled exactly two freestyle tournaments in his life? Yeah, that's what I. I mean, you, you told me that, and I said, "Well, I, we were." I was talking to you off camera, and I said, "Man, I'll tell you what, Colin Moore didn't." I was really excited to see him in Vegas, and he did not look good. And man, what a one eighty to this week past weekend when he looked. Amazing, and I guess you talked to him, and he told you some details, right? Yeah, he he said basically that, and this is in the interview on Flow that I think he was just a little too worried about 
you know, am I going to get crotch lifted? Am I going to get when I attack and this and that? This is in Vegas. This is in Vegas three weeks ago. And I think it, he seemed to indicate like it was more of his mentality than, than his wrestling changing necessarily and, and just kind of letting it fly. And, um, well, yeah. I'm sure after that, right, the coaching staff probably says, hey, go out there and wrestle. Yeah. And, and he said, you know, and I got crotch lifted anyways, but it didn't matter because I was just, I was outscoring guys. He got crotch lifted or he got exposed off his attacks um, this weekend, but it didn't matter. So he was the best yeah. guy. And he was scoring a lot of takedowns on his feet, for sure. Um, no doubt about it. What else, brother? Oh, well, I think we had two high-profile OU guys hit the road, Jack. Cody Brewer to Nittany Lion Wrestling Club and Andrew Howe to Northwestern. Yeah. And, yeah. I, 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 you know, what What do you make of that? Just young guys looking for a change of scene? Is something going on at Oklahoma? I don't know for sure. But... Man. Yeah, I mean, I don't know for sure either, but, okay, so you hear you hear different things all the time. You never know how true they are. You don't know if they have legs, but, you know, I heard that Mark Cody might be on the hot seat, and, you know, you wait, you wait for that story to develop, but as you're waiting for that story to develop, Brewer leaves and Hal leaves, so it's interesting. It is. It is, and it could mean nothing. It could be unrelated. could mean nothing. It could, could right? be completely unrelated. It's just... Better opportunity for Cody, better opportunity, you know, financially or otherwise, or get started your coaching career if you're Andrew Howe. But if, if I'm Cody Brewer, man, I, I'm looking hard at 61. I'm, I'm assuming that's his international weight. Mm-hmm. And you look at that Nittany Lion room there around his weight, the guys he's going to get to roll with. Uh, he, he could he could be a, a difference maker at 61 kilos moving forward. And I, I'm... I feel pretty confident he'll be a guy that throws his hat in the ring for these world championships coming in December. Well, there's a very good arms race going on between these it's awesome, R- right? RTCs and clubs. It's really awesome. It's awesome not only for the sport in terms of, um, you know, this, you know, Ohio has this really good group of guys training and good training situations, and Penn State has this really good training situation. It's also good. They're infusing more money into it, so um, it's given more opportunities to to guys like Cody Brewer, to 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 guys that graduated college. There's yeah. more money out there for these guys that they don't have to, you know, bag groceries and also work, uh, also train. train. Yeah, you know, um, a guy like um, and you're gonna see you're gonna see Iowa infuse more money into. Oh well, they already have. They got the yeah, Dardanes. They got, they got right. Mike Evans. So and that's gonna continue. That's you know, of course, they Hawk- lost Ramos. Hawk- Hawkeye Wrestling Club is going to continue to bolster their uh, room. Yep, that's for sure. Cool. Um, yeah, you know, there's there's a you know, there's basically a bidding war right now for Nashawn Garrett going on. Yeah, I'm surprised it hasn't come out yet. It wow. hasn't been a hasn't been official. Yeah, I thought well, that was going to be done. Well, deal. you know. One thing to think about, if if he's going to stay at Cornell, I doubt we're going to get some, like, fancy announcement, right? I mean, sure. he's in Cornell. Right. So, so maybe you, you just kind of expect that. So that's that. Um, where do we go these last couple minutes, Willie? Um, well, there's a story out there about Old Dominion and a, and a concussion thing. And, the kid, and I don't know if I – really wanted to give that much airplay because I don't know how true it is. The The article was strange 
and and I'm far from a legal mind at all, but I understand him suing. This kid is suing basically ODU for negligence against Jordan Marshall. Is a former Old Ohio. Dominion wrestler from Ohio, and what he said is he he's suing the administration. He's suing he's suing conferences. Like it doesn't even make sense. He's what suing he's suing a D three athletic conference called the ODAC, which is like which pretty- makes zero sense. And there's problems with his story in that you know he said he got knocked out three times and the coaches made him over the course of months and the coaches made him continue to wrestle and they never made him seek um medical attention uh, medical attention and i don't man i don't want to dismiss the kid but it does the story doesn't jive it doesn't sound right and and um and i mean you know he says he threw up blood you don't throw up blood from concussions you might throw up you don't throw out blood, yeah. number one. Number two, I mean, you're getting knocked out three times. I mean, you're getting knocked out more than a prize fighter. I mean, like, at some point, don't you seek medical attention on your own? I it, Just the story don't make sense to me. So, on one hand, I don't really want to give it too much airplay and, and dig that deep into it. On another hand, it is a situation to monitor. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where to go with it other than, you, you kind of hope it's not true because, and and that's not me taking a side. It's just you don't want that to be going on in wrestling You don't want rooms. that to be, yeah, in any wrestling room, you right? Because it's, a, man, heads, the last thing we need is for our sport to get lumped in with major concussion issues. Because we've seen how, you know, mothers are very wary of football now because of the concussion issues. And wrestling, you, you get hurt in wrestling, but I, I view wrestling as a safe sport. Um, if you take the proper precautions and and you know what you're doing, and um, I, I would think in this day and age, with the heightened awareness, I mean, I just remember coaching high school and all the stuff I had to go through with these concussions and all these seminars I had to go to and paperwork. It, it is scary stuff, and you just want to every any little thing. You almost want to be like, all right, just go, just to cover your own tail. You know, yeah. because you just know that it's trending that way, and we live in a litigious society. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not going to have any part of that. I'm not going to get my life impacted because something like that. So, all right, your head hurts. Whether you're faking it or not, if you don't want to wrestle, you all right, that's on you. You know what I mean? Go, go, get it looked at. So, hope that's not true. That's not me taking a side. All right, that wraps it up. We'll be back Thursday, right? For sure, yeah. What well, do you have this weekend? Oh, you have NHSA duels? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Va Beach, 757. I'm coming well, for we'll you. we'll be able to do the show Thursday, right? Yeah, I think so. One yes. Of, one of my, There's a graduation. I was thinking who's, about Who's graduating, bud? One, one of my... Uh, the best wrestler I ever coached, man. This kid was a hammer. He's graduating from Washington. Lee, smart kid, awesome athlete. He's my guy. He's graduating. He's going to do cool. big things. Really big cool. things. Maybe, maybe we'll do it. I don't know. We'll figure something out. We'll figure something uh, out, people. Oh, we um, so NHSA duels this weekend, and then what else is ne- popping? This I don't weekend? know. Just oh. just that. So yeah, yeah I'll be that- there. We'll do another FRL sometime. And uh, we thank you guys as always so much for listening. We'll come at you again. Make sure you're checking out the the beat the streets matches, the junior world team trials matches, and uh, get ready for NHSA duels. We'll see you next time, guys. Thanks.